Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. Pray. Lord, thank you for bringing us to your house this morning. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be your children. The privilege to be a child of God. Thank you for allowing us to sit around the table this morning and be reminded of the sacrifice that was given for each one of us. Although broken, you have restored us. Thank you for your word that continues to be true. All the things around us swirl and change and become relative, and yet your word is still true day after day after day. You are a faithful and loving God. Thank you for your care over us. In your name we pray. Amen. This morning's passage is in Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. And just a side note, we're going to be spending the next six weeks working our way till east to, to Easter, looking at our humanness, recognizing the brokenness and ashes in our own life, and using different examples to help us see how Jesus, well, today is Jesus uh, dealt with that humanness in his own time on, the, on this earth. So then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written that he will command the angels concerning you and they will lift you up with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put your Lord the Lord your God, to the test. And again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all their splendor. All this I give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said, Away with me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels came and attended him. May God add his blessing to the reading of this word this morning as we prepare our hearts to sit around the table. Oh Lord, the praise of your people. It's good to be in your house together. It's good to hear your voice, to sing your praises. Thank you for caring and loving us so. In your name we pray. 
Amen. If you're a child, you can child or children or church or something. And you can run if you want to. I don't care. You'll get there faster. Philip, you'll get there faster if you run, man. Warren. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to my defense, they're all toeheads. <laughs> and there's, do you? Okay, now I feel better. <laughs> if your mom forgets about what your name is, you know, it's even better. That's good. Good. What's that? That's right. <laughs> as long as you don't do the Bill Cosby routine, we'll be okay. If you know what I'm talking about, forget it. If you don't, don't YouTube it. At least not during the service. Not during church. I thought the best thing would probably be for my tooth would be chocolate. Right? As long what I figured out is if it's on this side, you just eat on this side. It's not a big deal. So I, I gotta ask all right, who ate your chocolate? Liz, did you eat your chocolate? Okay. Who ate your chocolate? Who was it? Sam, did you eat your chocolate? <laughs> Sam is loud and proud. <laughs> Someone put chocolate in my seat. I'm going to eat it, right, Sam? Cheryl, did you eat chocolate? <laughs> Lois, you ate the chocolate? It wasn't for you. It was for Donnie. It's his birthday. <laughs> It's his birthday month. He gets all the chocolate. All you guys, chocolate. Oh, it's Lois. That's right. It is Lois. Well, all right. I'll give you a few. Who else ate the chocolate? Come on. Roscoe. I knew Roscoe. <laughs> Cheryl ate the chocolate. Larry ate the chocolate. Did you guys watch the, the, the countdown was a, was a tip-off? Probably ate the chocolate before that, huh? <laughs> Today we're going to talk a little bit about temptation. If you didn't know, temptation. Actually, we're going to spend the whole series of time, six weeks, as we work towards Easter, talking about very earthly things that we struggle with as people, as humans, and look at different examples of how that was dealt with. And maybe how we should deal with that. Maybe we should do things a little bit differently. So I had Brentley plant all that candy for you. It was awesome. He did a great job. He put them just right where he, he made sure he put the exact right chocolate in your right spot. But then he says, after we're all done, or he's like all but one row, he's like, uh, did you know you had Snickers and there's peanuts in them? So... If you're a peanut allergy, don't eat the Snickers. That's that's the disclaimer, right, Brentley? Yeah. If you eat it on your, if you eat it and you know it's you have an allergy, then it's on you. That's what we decided. Yep. Right. And if you can't read, I don't eat it anyway. So today we're going to talk just real quick, right, about about temptation, about the things in life that point us or push us in a direction. And I wonder how often. Our life looks kind of like this, busted up. See, we, we don't come to church like that, because then people would know. That's why Brentley changed his shirt, right? Because even, you had a suit coat, it covers it right up. 
I haven't washed this shirt in 10 years. <laughs> There's a big footprint on the back when I stepped on the... <laughs> the reality is, though, sometimes in our life, it's not nearly as neat and clean as we would like people to believe. It's not always clear-cut. We're not always in a good place. And yet we still have to come, or we still want to come and be with God's people. Last night at midnight, I was thinking, I wonder if I can call Brentley to call off tomorrow. (laughs) My tooth was hurting that bad. But I didn't, because I knew he wouldn't be any more prepared. (laughs) And I was just thankful that I didn't have a, that I still... Uh, would be out of that pain. So we come to church, we do life from a spot where we're, we're just where we are. And we don't get to pick and choose how things work out. We don't get to pick and choose every day how everything is going to happen or how everything is going to um, just mesh or absolutely look like garbage like this. There are just some days when things are hard, when things don't work out. There are just some days when life is more challenging than others. That's just the reality of our life, of our humanness. And there are temptations around us all the time. I had this temptation Friday morning. I went to Aldi's at 9.01 in the morning. Now, if you know anything about all these at 9.01 in the morning, people are in line waiting, right? Because they need to go, get in, get done, get out, right? Like Mini Black Friday every, fr- every day, though. I pull my cart in, and there's two carts here at the beginning, and there's a lady sideways, sideways, blocking the whole traffic. And what is she doing? She's on the phone. With some traumatic event. I don't even know what it was. I don't even care. <laughs> yes, I did. And, my eye, and the week's going like... And the temptation was, I wonder how bad it would hurt if you got hit with celery in the head. <laughs> That's the true temptation, right? I wonder if I can chuck a few potatoes. She's in the way. And I got, I'm in a hurry. I'm always in a hurry. I'd feel way worse, but I wouldn't be on the phone. Just saying. If it were you, Ken, I would have hit you with my cart. I always <laughs> <laughs> you always look over your shoulder. I wonder why. There are the real temptations of life. The things we struggle with. The things we struggle to come to terms with. Now, did I want to be mean and nasty? Oh, man. I, I was just in a mood. I was in a place that was, just wasn't being who I should be. And I thought, maybe I should just leave and come back later. I tried to do the end around thing, go around, and there was people coming that way because it's 9.01 and everybody's flying around in the store. I say that. I digress. It's all about the temptation to do the things that are put in front of us. For me, it was to be mean and to be angry 
and to say something that was inappropriate. For others, it's things that are put out in front of us where we might shave a few dollars off of our taxes somehow or take a few extra things from work or not be completely honest in our relationships. There are temptations all around us all the time. And if we're honest, we recognize that those are consistently in our path. Just like that chocolate sitting next to you is, was in your path. Some of us said, hey, there's chocolate. Sounds like a good wake-me-up this morning. Some of us were like, what's the trick, right? Did he poison it, right? Some of us were like, why would someone put chocolate in the, in the, in the pew? <laughs> but, they're, but they're great reminders of the temptation. If we were to open this and we were to... Well, you can almost smell it through the tinfoil if you smell close enough. You can smell the chocolate. Dan, you might have a problem. Yeah. So we're looking at this passage because we're, we're almost over. We're out of time already, so we haven't even started, so that's a bad sign for me. Um, but this passage is about Jesus being tempted, and he's tempted uh, in the wilderness after fasting for 40 days, and he's tempted by Satan. And the first thing we realize about Jesus in this whole thing is that he has an identity, and it's not in today's passage, but it's in chapter 3. It's going back just a little bit, when he was baptized and the Spirit came upon him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. And I am well pleased. Jesus knew his identity when he was tempted. He knew who he was. And we too should know who we are, our identity, our identity in Christ. In humanness, in our humanness, we're going to take the lady out at Aldi's, right? In our humanness, there's a good chance we're going to say something. We're going to do something inappropriate. We're going to get frustrated and angry. By the way, I didn't say anything. I just want you to know. I, just, I, don't, I don't condone my actions. They were not good. But I did keep my mouth shut. I didn't want to, but I did. But understanding who our identity is in helps us to not believe the lies that are put in front of us. The lies that Satan tempts us with. The first lie is this. We will not be provided for that God won't take care of the things we need. That God won't make our finances work if we honor Him with them. That God won't give us a roof over our head. That God won't give us someone who loves us. We believe that 
The temptation is to believe that we won't be provided for. But God promises to provide. Remember what Satan says to, to Jesus, if you're the son of God, turn this stone into bread. Forty days of not eating. I've never tried it. I'm not interested. That sounds like a bad day. But, the, but a lot of commentators say that after four, there's a time when you're hungry and then there's a time when you're no longer hungry if you haven't eaten for a long time. And then there's a time when you get hungry again right before you're going to die. And there's a good chance that Jesus was back to being hungry 40 days out. Satan says, if you're the son of God, if you really are who you are, Satan's tempting him to prove himself. If you really are who you are, what's the big deal? Turn this into bread. You won't have to wait to go back out of the wilderness to eat. Jesus replies, it's not written, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of The lie is that we won't be provided for. That somehow God won't come through in our deepest needs. That in our biggest struggles, God won't be there. That somehow He will leave us or forsake us. That's the lie. The truth is, He says, Paul says in the Philippians, My God will supply every need. According every need, I want you to see the need, not every want, but every need, according to the riches and, and glory in Christ Jesus. That's the promise. The temptation is to believe that it's not going to provide. The promise is that he will provide. And then he goes after Jesus in an area of protection. That we won't be protected as followers of Jesus. And the truth is, God promises to protect us. Satan says to Jesus, let's get on top of the roof and top of the temple and just jump. Just jump. If you're the Son of God, He will, con- he will command His angels to protect you. And you won't even strike your foot. There's so many times in our own life where we feel unsafe, afraid, fearful, that somehow God won't take care of us in our time of need, that He won't protect us uh, in those moments of uncertainty, that He won't protect our hearts when we put them out there in transparency. But God promises to protect us. He promises to take care of us. If we're following Him, He will be our refuge and strength. Our ever-present help in trouble. He will be the one who carries us along. And if you haven't read Psalm 46, I want to encourage you to read Psalm 46. It's a great psalm. We use it a lot in funerals because it talks about 
um, this is the first verse, and then he says, and it goes through all these illustrations of the world around them. It says the mountains fall into the sea, the rivers rage. There's all these things going on around the psalmists. All these awful things are happening. His world is falling apart. Sound familiar? Feel a little bit like um, today? And then he says in verse 11. Anybody know what he says in verse 11? When I tell you, you'll know it for sure. Be, be still. Thank you, Sharon. Be still and know that I am God. I'll be your refuge and strength. Even in the mess. Even in the big mess. Be still and know that I am God. And Satan says, listen, Jesus, you'll have no security. Who are you anyway? Are you really anybody? If you just bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of this. When he shows him from the top of the highest mountain. Just bow down. And I'm going to give you all this. As much as your eyes can see. As much as your heart desires. Do you realize that every time we fall for those temptations, we bow down and worship Satan and not God? Every time we fall for that instant gratification. We have to eat the marshmallow. I want it now. I don't want to be patient. I don't want to wait. When I watch people work into ministries that God has put them in or put in their path, the one piece that I always I have recognized over and over and over and over and over again is this. The ministries where God is a part of and God is working and directing, the, pe- the person being called into that is patient and willing to wait and to discern and to, and to make sure that they are going the direction that God would have them to go. And the ones that struggle are the ones who jump in so fast that they don't ever give God time to lead and direct. And they're like, no God, I got this. The one thing about uh, Brian and Lynette Smith that I really appreciate, and you may remember this when they first came, they really didn't have much of a clue what God was going to have them do in in mission work. They started out in Haiti and now they're in the Dominican Republic. But the one piece that I really appreciated, it took almost, it was almost a four-year stint from when they first came and said, listen, we feel called of God to go and be missionaries. We're going to take our sons and we're going to go do what God wants us to do. But they didn't understand what that meant. And the cool part was they didn't have any super like skills. And maybe that was the, the, probably the coolest part. It wasn't like they, they had master's degrees in this or they were doctors or they were like construction people. They, they had a lot of uh, they were jacks of all trades, 
but they weren't really sure where God was going to lead. And so over time, they discerned that. And I can remember the last time they were here talking about where God was leading them. It was so much clearer. The direction was absolutely clear. Their position in the ministry of of the gospel of Christ was so direct. They knew what they would be doing. They knew what God was leading them to, and they were going to roll with it. It was so cool to watch that happen. All too often, we want to be important. We want to be special. We want to think that I got it figured out and no one else does. And isn't that what Satan's playing on Jesus here? He's like, if you just bow down and worship me, I'm going to give you... No one has to know. No one has to know we had this conversation, Jesus. I'll give, it, I'll give you all of this. And all you got to do is bow down. I promise I won't tell anyone if you don't tell anyone. Jesus replies, Get out of here, Satan. Get away. For it's written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him only, and you shall you shall you serve, and him only you shall serve. And serve him only. Jesus chases Satan out of there. And it says, The devil left and the angels came and attended him. I wonder how often. We forget to say away. Get away. Get away, Satan. Leave me alone. God is the Lord of my life. And the position he puts me in is the position I'm going to be in. All too often we see people try to be important, powerful, popular, only to fall flat on their face. And we were like, what happened there? They fell for the temptation. Temptation that they had it figured out and that God didn't. So I don't know if, you eat your, if you've eaten your chocolate. I'm sorry, I got the wrong bag. It didn't have Reese's. <laughs> not temptation now you can have it except for Larry he ate his early (laughs) yeah you ate mine there's more up here Larry (laughs) the temptation is to do it our way to try to figure it out our way to to fix life our way over and over and over again we do that when the, the reality is There is only one way. And that's through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's through his sacrifice. That is the way we stay away from that temptation. This morning we have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to reflect on your life. Am I going to let the instant gratification and uh, temptation lead my life? Or am I going to take a hold of it and give it to God 
and let him take care of it. Let's pray. Lord, your, your word is so powerful. We watch your example as you stood up to Satan. And you rebuked him in those areas, Lord, of, of, of things that you provide in position and protection. So often, Lord, those are things, and those are the areas where we struggle, believing that you have protected us or that you will provide. Lord, forgive us for the things in our life that get in the way. May we come to you as little children looking for a Savior. Thank you for your word. In your name we pray. Amen.